Welcome to the good, the bad, and the horrible. A weekly podcast where OG millennials have honest and candid conversations about dating, sex, yes, butt stuff, relationships, entanglements, and everything in between. Starring your host, Scarlett Prynne. Pull those anal beads out slowly. This is not a lawnmower. You don't want to hit a snack. <laughs> and featuring guests, Mako Cox. Whose dick do I got to suck to suck some dick around here? Caramello Dolce. I'm transparently a transparent. Northern Joy. You can consider me your 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> First-time guest, Celine Santos. Having sex with a tranny is like seeing who's going to swing first. <laughs> and occasionally emerging from behind the scenes, the producer, Spider. Kinky is using a feather. Perverted is using the whole damn bird. <laughs> Have we got a story for you? This is a juicy one. It's so good. I had to get Caramello to bring his daughter here because this is juicy stuff. <laughs> hey, y'all. She's just smiling. <laughs> Boy, do I have a story for y'all. <laughs> I can't and wait. Just whenever I think like it couldn't get any better, you guys are like, oh, and then there's this. And then there's more. <laughs> I feel like you guys could sell movie rights or something. No, honestly. Honestly, I feel like every single time we talk, we're always like, we need a reality show. Yeah. <laughs> like, we literally, but also, I'm literally a piece of shit. I'm like, when I say I'm a piece of shit, I literally hate everyone. So I just would make comments <laughs> about, like, just, like, someone's look, someone's race, someone's hair, like, just anything. And, like, they'll be like, oh, that bitch is racist. And it's like, I'm not racist. I'm just an asshole. I'm a cunt. So I just, <laughs> like... How much do you charge for someone to be judged by you? Because I really want to know. Okay, to now. be okay. So, you know, one of my many jobs, <laughs> ventures, when I lived in New York, beat men, you know. And, oh, dominatrix. Yeah, right? and it was really fun. And I mean, who wouldn't love to beat a man for money and not have to, you know, <laughs> fuck him? And so I literally had this one guy who found me on like a sugar daddy website. And he was like, honestly, I really just want to pay you. And you just beat absolutely terrible to me. Like, talk about how small my dick is. And I'm like, oh. I could do that. Like, I'm an <laughs> asshole naturally. So this is just like a walk in the park. And it's like not even that long. It's like, I think like a good like 30 minutes. And he says like, you know, a couple hundred dollars just for me to just like talk to him over the phone. Like, it's nothing. Like, does he need someone? Because I could take over. <laughs> I said, I'm not in New York anymore. He's probably going to be like, I need recommendations. Can you please send referrals? Yes, sign me up. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, I want to know. I want to know the whole story. Okay. Catch me up. Well, should we start by saying yeah, you're a trans woman? Hi, y'all. I'm a tranny. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know here, honestly, and it's so funny. I don't know if I told you whenever we met at brunch that I recently just like came out publicly on social media. I mean, people who know me, it's not like a secret. Like if you know me, you know that I'm like trans, you know about my journey because I'm so open about it. But if it's like, if you've just seen me on social media, if I just met you and I'm not like close to you like that, like we're just kind of like going out buddies, like I'm not going to just like lay my life out on the line for you. So I think this past May, I think it was like during like trans awareness month or something, I like came out on social media and on Instagram. And I honestly wasn't expecting the amount of feedback and love and support that I've gotten. Honestly, you thought it was going to be bad. I didn't think it was going to be bad, but I definitely was expecting a lot of the men that follow me to like unfollow me or just kind of like say some sort of like out of pocket shit. But 
surprisingly, a lot of the men that I've also hooked up with, you know, it was head. So I wouldn't say like we hooked up, but I gave them head. And, like, was so kind they of, didn't like, necessarily they didn't know. know. Yeah. And even the guys that have given head to, they're like, oh my God, we love you. And I'm like, what? Like, I mean, good head is good head. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, though, they don't call me the throat goat for nothing. But. Oh, wow. <laughs> get it? Get it? Literally get it? I'm terrible. I'm sorry. So oh now, God. do you purposefully, whenever you hook up with a guy, stick to just doing heads so you don't have to tell them? Is that a so, thing for you until you trust them? Or what's the play there? So this kind of like trickles into the whole like transition journey. I feel like because... I felt like I had like a disadvantage and I kind of just wasn't getting the attention that I wanted. I would just make up for it and being like overly sexual and like just being sexual. So during my transition, I don't even know how I was pulling the men I was pulling because I was not the prettiest training growing up. I was looking at pictures. I was like, oh, man, that was an ugly bitch. How how the fuck did you pull men like that? But (laughs) I would just like we would just hang out and it would be like, of course, like it was sexual. Like we knew what it was. And I would just give these men head just because I was wanting to like feel something and just kind of have like that, like male attention. And so I just was kind of like just giving head at first. Like, so whenever I kind of first transitioned. Well, you just slipped right into being a woman. I feel <laughs> like we're great at that. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm like on my knees in the backseat of a man's car, like bent up in the most odd angle and positions, trying to just like, you know, do the Lord's work. But um, <laughs> <laughs> this is your dad your right dad now, right? Here. This I know, yeah. Doing the crucifix. Oh no! I'm like I hesitating can't. to react, sitting next to your father over here. I'm like, <laughs> so it's all, like, like do I laugh? Do I not? <laughs> no, by all means, do what you do. You Honestly, know. you know what he signed up for when he told me about this. <laughs> yeah. Just give me a minute; I'll get over it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, growing up, you know, we tried to be as honest and open with our children as possible. And going back to the beginning, you know, when she was growing up, you know, and I told her, I said, you know, whenever you decide to stop lying to yourself, you can talk to me. So what was it that you, because you obviously saw something going on. What was it that was your interpretation without her telling you something? Her mannerisms from a young age when we took pictures. How young? I would say probably seven, eight, nine. Okay. The mannerisms started to be more apparent now were you thinking trans at that point no at that time you know when i was looking at it i was thinking that much i was going to be gay this little faggot you know (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm trying to be politically correct but (laughs) you know i thought much i was going to be gay and i was okay with that and of course you know growing up like i said i've been open you know and transparent with my children you know and you're the oldest correct celine yes okay oldest of three Mm-hmm. Okay. I was going to say sadly. Let me not say that. <laughs> I honestly yeah, but- have only child syndrome, but I'm not the only child. So I don't know where that came from because <laughs> there's two more of me, but you know. Are your siblings shocked or because you're the oldest, are they just looking at you like this is perfectly normal? Like this is a normal thing. In terms journey. of like being trans or yeah. just like, oh, my siblings weren't shocked. Because honestly, I think I was like so open to like my like cousins and my siblings. Because like I was telling whenever I you know, kind of like processed it. So I guess like dating back to like kindergarten, maybe I had like a different feeling towards like boys, my like childhood best friend, we'll just call him Zachary. We were like childhood best friends with this other set of girls who were twins. And our parents were friends. And so we would always hang out together. And I just like felt so different about Zachary. And I just was like, I don't know what these feelings are. But I just know that I had little tickle my pickle, you know, so I was just like something was different, you know, 
And, you know, I got older and my dad swore he was trying to hide his porn stash, but, you know, <laughs> me and my siblings got into it and I would like I had no circle. I, <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> I would circle like all of like the guys' pictures or like cut out the guys in the porn covers because these were like the DVDs at the time. So yeah. they would come in like the cases and I would cut out the guys or I would just like circle the guys and my brother would do whatever the fuck he did with them. <laughs> and, you know, I just was like, so just kind of like, I'm going to be the girl that gets fucked in those. Like, I always like imagined myself in the girl's position. Now, I wasn't necessarily like thinking as a woman, but I just was like, I want that to be me. So... So at that point, were you also just thinking gay? I wasn't even thinking, like, I want to be a girl. Honestly, I don't think it started, like, blossoming until, like, literally until high school. Like, so I went to school in the country, like, grade school. So, like, kindergarten, like, what is it? First grade, second grade, third grade, junior high, all of that. Like, I've known all of those kids since I was a baby. So, like, I grew up with those kids. Those kids grew up with me. And, you know, making a 360 life change would be like so shocking in country. And it was a freaking Catholic, you know, Christian school. So they'd be like, sinner, like get this freaking, <laughs> you know, try to fucking pray the gay away. But wow, yeah, no, really. So once I got to high school, I went to a more liberal high school. I saw like literally just like there was maybe most of the male body was gay. There was probably like a small portion of the male body that was like straight because i went to a performing arts school in dallas <laughs> oh i was like what school was this performing yeah. arts gotcha okay that makes yeah sense so now. everybody in there was raising that flag baby <laughs> everybody was just you this know. sounds amazing that's where she felt her norm yeah so i guess it's where i was like okay i can be myself i can be comfortable i don't have to worry about you know the guys from you know grade school and that i played football with like oh my god so then i started to kind of like dressing a little bit more you know freely and kind of like doing subtle things now when we say dressing freely she was dressing freely because we had to address <laughs> what are you doing and what are you wearing or what are you not wearing Crop tops, let's put some clothes like, on literally the most you know when i like the things my like bonus mom told me she was like you know if you're gonna be a girl you gotta do this the right way girls don't have everything out if you're gonna show tits cover the legs if you're gonna show the legs cover the tits granted i don't have tits so at this point in life, I feel the urge to show everything because I have nothing. <laughs> All I have is legs. So I'm like, well, moneymakers right here. Just, you know. But yeah, once I switched from my very liberal school to a more urban school is when I just really like just hit it hard. Like I did two years at Arts Magnet and then I did two years at like regular public school. And I just switched it one day and I just was like, well, fucking let's go. Balls to the wall, raw dog it. So how old were you when you decided... I want to transition and be a woman. I think I was like 17, 16, 17. Okay. But I couldn't start medically doing it until I was 18. So my dad was one who took me to, you know, the resource center in Dallas. They had, I had to go to have my little like one therapist meeting and they had to analyze me and be like, okay, like, do you know that this is like a life-changing experience? Like, this isn't something to joke about. Are you mentally well? Blah, blah, blah. My dad was like, yeah, this bitch pisses to like, sits to piss. Like, I don't really <laughs> think there's more of a commitment than that. Now, let's talk about that for a minute. Like, did you have a hard time telling your parents that you wanted to make this transition? Honestly, I don't really think so because I like... Lies. I genuinely, other than texting my dad about that, I don't remember coming out to my parents as trans. I honestly don't remember. The only time I remember coming out was whenever I texted my dad saying, hey, I have a crush on John on the football team. Like, 
that's the only time I can remember And when coming you out. did that, were you fearing any kind of judgment? My palms or... were sweating. And it was crazy. It's like my, like... Now, mind you, we were sitting in the same room. <laughs> you know, like we are right here. Not like know? literally right here. And I'm like, just like this. Yeah. Text me texting. And I told him, I said, <laughs> however you feel comfortable, you know, whatever you want to do. I did first. the same thing when I came out to my mom. Well, I didn't text her. I wrote a note because I didn't want to say it. And I gave it to her. And I was like, don't say anything. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so me. The, honestly, that's so me. And I'm so funny bringing that up because I'm like, and that's not just kind of like coming out in terms of like, I don't say getting in trouble because I'm a grown ass bitch now. So, you know, getting in trouble is a lot different. But like when I get into it with my parents, I'm like, instead of like getting on the phone, I feel like I talk better when I like write. When it's something that's going on with like my parents, I'm like, writing out a letter instead of just like picking up the phone because I ramble a lot and I just start, I'm an emotional fucking mess. Yeah. Next thing I'll start crying. So it's like easier for me to just to like type out a text and be like, hey, this is how I feel. This is how you, I'm pretty sure this is how you feel, blah, blah, blah. Like, what can we do to resolve this versus me getting on the phone? We're both crying or screaming at each other because none of us can get a word out. So it's like, okay, this is the most easy way to handle any situation in my family. And I do that for like both my parents. So. And I remember you talking, Caramello, about going to the clinic with your daughter mm-hmm. and having them shocked that you were there. Very much so. And it's like, explain what they told you. The jaw drop from the therapist, he, you know, looked at me, looked at her, looked at me, and his mouth was like, This is the first time I've ever had a father come in with their children. That is pretty like, astonishing. Honestly, it is. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty damn lucky when it comes to having like a really supportive family. Like any of like the trans women that I've met in my life, they're always just like, we envy that you have this relationship with your parents and this and the other. And I'm like, honestly, I'm pretty thankful, you know, and sometimes I take it for granted. Sorry, dad, but you what? know. Are you admitting it? Literally go to hell. Um, <laughs> I need, I need to copy up. this. Now, <laughs> what was the experience like with your mom? Because you had mentioned it was different yeah, so it was from what happened with so your dad. So different. And I guess like, it's crazy to me how it was so different because they both grew up in church and they were both in the church growing up and I grew up in church but my mom took it to like a completely another level so when I did you know come out as gay I think I'm just like visiting for the summer some like I would visit like occasionally and like visit your mom because they were divorced yeah by this point my parents were divorced and so like I was staying with my dad full-time but sometimes I'd want to go to my mom's house just like stay for the weekend but me and my mom were both Aquariuses her birthday is like six days after mine. So we like butt heads, like fucking mooses or deer or whatever the <laughs> fuck the animal is. So we're always just arguing. So whenever I finally did come out to her, she like wasn't having it, whatever. And then and my when uncle, you say wasn't having it, what was her reaction? She like, so pretty much like, I didn't even really get like get to come out because my dad already knew, but my mom didn't know. So what happened was I was in the bathroom playing with makeup as, you know, a little gay boy would. And I <laughs> turned on the shower so that way, like, it would just, like, have some noise. So she would think that I'm taking a shower, but really I'm playing in makeup. And she was banging on the bathroom door and I came out and she was like, what the fuck is on your face? And I had mascara running all over because the steam is getting to the mascara. It's getting to the liner. So I look like a fucking crying, <laughs> sweaty mess who looks like I just got out of a drama series. And my uncle at the time, he just got out of the, you know, penitentiary (laughs) you know he's a thug so uncles do yeah (laughs) all my uncle we all have that uncle (laughs) and he you know was pretty like she was just kind of going off like no one's gonna yeah like you're not gonna wear this like no son of mine is gonna do this blah 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 and then my uncle stepped in and was like that's your kid calm down you don't want them to go and do something that they're gonna regret and that you're gonna regret so then she like came off of her high horse and then it was kind of like a little bit of a road road to 
recovery. And so then at that point, I moved to my, with my dad or whatever. And anytime I wanted to talk about a boy or talk about anything in regards to like liking boys, she'd be like, if we're going to talk about this, make sure I'm busy. So that way I can like concentrate on other things. She did not want to like hear it. And then of course, when I transitioned, it was even worse because graduation for high school, I was walking across the stage of Celine and my mom had like told my uncle, one of my other uncles, she was like, you need to like convince me to go to this graduation because I don't want to go, blah, blah, blah. She <laughs> wanted me to walk the stage as like my male presenting self. And I was like, no, this is not for you. It's for me. You know, like this is me like making that like I'm committing for the rest of my life. Like this is who I want to be. I'm like, you know, this is what I feel most comfortable in. She just was not having it. And so like for my graduation, she showed up. We maybe had like a hug and she didn't go to my graduation dinner. And so I was like, wow. Yeah, so it was like it was a rejection. Really? Yeah, it was really fucking tough. So for a while, like we didn't really speak because that was kind of just like that was like a really big moment for me for like to walk across the stage as a trans woman in high school, like in a very urban school, like it was just kind of like it was a big deal for me. And so I was now like, was the school cooperative in using your female name or were they going to use your government name? Honestly, I don't remember. They used government name. How big was the high school? Like uh, your graduating class? How many I people? think it was like three, four hundred. OK, so not huge. It wasn't huge. Yeah. Because like at mine, we just handed them a card. Like they didn't know who you were. You just handed them a card with your name on it. And they I just wish. said it. Honestly, I feel like they didn't because the person who was doing the like I would pass them my name card and they would tell the like the reader who the person is. That was like one of my favorite teachers. And he would call me like by like the name I preferred. So I honestly don't remember. But then again, I've done a lot of drugs since then. So <laughs> I couldn't. That's I could a different just... podcast. <laughs> yeah, I do want to hear that one too. <laughs> I've done a lot of things in this lifetime and I'm only 26. <laughs> it's bad. It's so bad. But yeah. Okay. So she at that moment obviously was not having it. Yeah. No, she just was like, I can't do this. So your dad was being supportive. He's taking you to the clinic. And it was in this case, mom, that was not. Yeah. It was very much like, oh, you would think that like the dad would be like, not my son, like, like disown you, blah, 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 blah. But it was like literally the quite odd, like the opposite. And what is so funny is like right after that, me and my mom were kind of like mending our relationship a little bit. And I was wanting to stay like a, a week or so just because I was like off for the summer. I think it was like the summer before college to be exact. And there's a festival in Dallas called Jambalaya. And I went to it. And that was the first time I got high. I was like high out of my ass. And that was the first. <laughs> and let me just say that was the first and last time, at least off of marijuana. That was the first time I had ever gotten high. Because also my phone had died like halfway through the festival. And she had was, no way of that contacting was the me. Factor right there. That was the, the fact that, they, that they couldn't contact me. So, you know, she's worried, you know, that she doesn't know where the fuck I am. And my phone is dead. So it's not like I can fucking text her or call her. So I'm like getting off of the bus at like, I don't know, 11 o'clock at night. And I think I'm like 18, 19. I'm still, I guess, a kid, you know, to my parents. And so... I'm getting off the bus, reeking of weed outside. I look like a fucking whore. <laughs> and she's like, where the fuck have you been? Like, you look like you've been ran through. And so the next thing you know, my dad shows up and it's this whole ordeal. There's holy water involved. And <laughs> oh, no. like, what? Yeah, no, there's holy water, holy oil. It was like this whole thing. And then she was like, we're going to the church in the morning. And I'm like, oh my God. So then what I thought was just going to be like, you need to just like behave and listen to your parents was like, you do know that the way you're dressing and the way you act and all of that is a sin. And I was like, what? And so it turned into this like intervention of something. intervention of 
homosexuality or trans or whatever the case it was. And I literally like got up and walked out and I was like, well, I'm sorry because I don't want to say that I'm like at the time, I guess I was more, I guess, religious at the time. So I was like, well, if it's a sin, then why have I, you know, had so many blessings in my life, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and he was like, the devil can send you blessings, disguises, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Like, honestly, why am I here? Like, and I guess like that's kind of where I started to kind of like have a different viewpoint on like churches. So then after that, went back to my dad's, lived my life. So I'm assuming then your relationship with your mom probably got worse. At that it point. definitely kind of got worse, but then it kind of got better. Like we would always like, we, I don't know what it is about me and my mom, but we're the type of people. And I just think there's our relationship will fight. And then we'll just kind of like text each other and like try to like mend it back. So we'll like re-salvage whatever little, little relationship we have until the next fight. And then it would be something else. And it'd be like, I'm sorry, here's your favorite meal, blah, blah, blah. And next thing you know, we're doing it, the whole thing over again. And that's what my mom is. My mom is very much like, it's hard for her to say, I'm sorry, but she's going to have your favorite meal cooked for you whenever you come <laughs> home. And she's honestly like a grandma whenever like they know they've done wrong. Like, <laughs> I made you cookies and your favorite meal, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's just like how my mom is. But she's gotten better about, God bless. So but, is it still like that? Are you still very like on a roller coaster um, together? Not really so much now that we're adults. Cause well, as, I was going to say, here's where the plot yeah, thickens. Okay. The plot <laughs> oh my God, is she trans too? Uh, she's a lesbian. Well, <laughs> okay. She oh honestly, hate, okay, but me and my mom were so similar in terms of kind of like the LGBTQ community. Like she's like, I don't want to be called a lesbian. Like I'm pan more than anything else, blah, 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 blah. Like she doesn't want it like labels. And so, but she's, married to a woman her third marriage and good for her yeah wow. slay but so does that kind of piss you off in some ways honestly it doesn't necessarily piss me off it's just kind of like i guess whenever like the relationship was like forming like for her to try to hide it from me that's what kind of like made me a little bit irritable because i was like out of everyone that you would think would like judge you hello i'm a fucking tranny bitch you judge me so i'm not gonna like what is that saying like well, not- i could imagine she would think or assume that you would be mad i think she just would think that i'm like because we're both kind of petty so i think that she would think that i would just be no. petty out of spite and like <laughs> you know like she's giving her dad the bird <laughs> yeah. literally this, honestly i oh god which he's also an aquarius which is just fucking bad like i'm surrounded by aquariuses <laughs> my mom is an aquarius my dad is an aquarius i'm an aquarius it's fucking bad my ex-boyfriend was an aquarius it literally i can't escape like <laughs> It's bad, but yeah. yeah, my mom's a lesbian now, so shocker. Holy <laughs> shit. So has that helped the relationship? Now I definitely that... think it has re- helped the relationship a lot because she also had to like come to terms with herself. I just imagine her watching your journey and if she had not, you know, come to terms with her own journey at that point, like how many insecurities was that bringing up in her that she could not express? Exactly. And I feel like I was talking to somebody else about this where it's kind of like, I feel like I've always been a very like free individual. I've always just been like careless. I've always been myself and I've never really held back from that. And I think that her seeing me like, just kind of like not care about what people thought about, like thought about me. She was like, I really wish I could have done this or I really wish I could do this. You know, like my kid has more strength, you know, than I do. And she's getting judged, you know, from, every fucking body you know like she's fucking what is it i have like 
you're black and then you're Mexican and now you're trans. It's like well, let's three talk about different that things. Too, because that's another layer that we haven't even discussed is you're biracial. So not only are you dealing with the persecution for that, but I would imagine being biracial, Latino and African American. Please tell got, me you've got like 27 college scholarships. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, did like, yeah. I didn't even. Okay. So I got like a partial scholarship and my parents probably fucking hate me because i did like a week of college i could feel i literally did a week be of like, college. Oh. the thing is yeah, let's not I talk about school, school. Let's not talk about okay school. never mind but let's yes fuck school. let's go back to the biracial yes honestly <laughs> i see you i see you you know the thing is like we put in all these thousands of dollars to go to school and it doesn't guarantee you no it doesn't a job it doesn't guarantee you this fucking high position but that makes See, well, the thing is, if I become an auto repair mechanic, I'm going to look butch as hell. I'm going to be fucking sexy. Hello. <laughs> like, and that's honestly, that's where I'm at now. Like, I work in, like, the corporate world. I just, like, want to be, like, a hot ass, like, piece of ass in the office. Like, yeah, honestly, they're going to be, like, HR issues because yeah. I'm going to be, like... HR. I mean, HR, nobody HR can touch you. Down. I mean, nobody exactly. can touch you. You check every box. And, no, honestly, it is so funny because I'm, I'm an down. asshole because I like to make, like, really inappropriate jokes and it's always, like, oh, like, HR jokes and, like, racial jokes and trans jokes and it's, like, I'm like the token trainee. So he's, like, you guys can't fire me because yeah. you guys want, like, you guys hired me. You guys hired me to have, like, this, like, diversity image you know yeah. like you're trans and you're black and you're hispanic like we hired the candidate like we hired you know based off of so it's like they can't fire three me. in one shampoo bottle. Yeah, exactly yeah. Literally, three in one shampoo bottle. so like okay so you're going down this journey like did it get to the point where people were like they couldn't even bully you for anything because they couldn't decide what to bully you for so they okay, honestly, it anymore? i honestly y'all are gonna be like what i honestly don't ever recall being bullied in school and i think it's because well, i always let's, let's be honest I, My child I was had, a bully, actually. She had blinders on. So you right. were the bully. I was, I made a <gasps> yeah, rumor. When you're I, not being bullied, the bully is you. Yeah. Okay. There's, I literally got sent to the principal's My office daughter's, like My daughter's plus mom had to come down and deal with it. And okay. <laughs> so the first one was like in like grade school. And it was just like my brother's friend. But he was a piece of shit. I just was so sick of him. Like he just was like one of those like class clowns. Okay. I bullied for the teacher. I was like that bully. I wasn't like bully because I just was bored. I was bullied because I was like, shit, the teacher can't say something. So I guess I'm going to have to. And so I made up a rumor and I was like, oh, like so-and-so has a third nipple. And I don't know why people believe me. Everybody just believed me. And he literally was crying. And I was like, are you serious? So then the principal had to come in and get involved. And I was like, I was just joking. Like, it was just a rumor. Like, come on. Like, poor Lolo so-and-so like they have a third <laughs> nipple and then of course like the second time i got in trouble for bullying was like there was this guy that i was like crushing on in like high school freshman and sophomore year of high school and one of the girls which is so funny i ended up befriending her later on like in the year at the time i had a crush on him but i don't think he knew so i would like go on twitter and i would just like talk a whole bunch of shit and i don't know how people were like honestly i guess Twitter moves around fast, honestly. And somehow, some way, people were like putting it together that I was talking about my, like, one of my now friends. And like, she was literally crying, went to the principal's office. Her dad got involved and they wanted to like potentially press like charges. And I was like, this is firstly, it's just high school. Like, are you serious? Grow a fucking pair. Like, this is Twitter. Like, literally, I could delete the tweet. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I called her a frog face hoe, but you know. <laughs> Oh it just and whatever and so my mom was like you can't do that and then of course literally months down the line we're like friends and having sleepovers and i'm like wow oh my god life like 360 life you know and then come find out the guy that we both liked he was a piece of shit anyways so kids again 
So what are your challenges today? Like, I mean, so you said you have like a corporate job and you're like crushing it, right? So like, what are your challenges now? My challenges, honestly, are probably discipline. I honestly don't think I have like real challenges as a trans woman, to be honest. Because I don't want to say this, but I fortunately have pretty privilege. So a lot of people don't really give me a lot. Like, they don't give me shit for anything. They're like, you know, she's pretty. She carries herself well. You wouldn't really know that she was trans unless she told you. And then unless you looked at my fucking legal records. So I really don't get a lot of shit. And if I have, like, I didn't know about it. I've never once been knowledgeable on somebody, like, judging me for being trans. So... Like I said, I'm honestly pretty fucking privileged. In terms of like that portion of my life, I have it easy. Now, if you want to talk about dating and sex and, you know, all that other stuff, (laughs) I could tell you some stories. But like, you know, I'm fortunate. All of my female friends, they're all cis women. I've only ever had like cis female friends. I've only ever dated white men. So it's kind of like, I feel like I honestly live a normal life. It's the same problems as everybody else at this point. No, exactly. Like the only problem I don't have is the fact that I don't bleed. So what about hey. your extended family? How accepting have they been of it? Honestly, the only one that gave me shit for it was my mom. Interesting. Wow. It okay. was only my mom. Yeah, And that was because of her own and the, Yeah, and that was her own insecurities. Yeah. yeah. Is your whole extended family religious too? They are religious. Like we grew my up in grandma. Church. Yeah. yeah, we grew up in church. So yeah, you could say. We're, Is it like really religious or like drinking religious? Like, <laughs> um, no, it's, you know. Like they're getting, go, they're getting some, too you know, comfortable they're, they're typical, with the communion wine. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. none of that. No, we're typical Sunday morning, go to church. After that, you know, everything else is back to normal again. But, you know. My side of the family, if you saw us, alpha male, straight up. Every uncle, you know, alpha male, alpha male. You know, you would think that, you know, my side of the family would be the one to say, no, hell no, no. You are a boy, you know. But but no, they accepted, you know, Selena. And I can give you a story, and I'm going to tell it myself. So it was her 18th birthday. My sisters decided to take her down. Oh, God. Wait. Oh, ew. Yeah. Gross. We took her down to Oaklawn. And I guess we should state for the audience that your side of the family is the Latino yes. side. Yes. Yes. And mom's side you know is the Hispanics African. party together, like fam- aunts, <laughs> uncles, Diaz, cousins, like literally all party together. So it's so like common compared to like my other side of the family where it's like I couldn't dare go out with my aunt or like whatever. It's like. I'm going to go with my tia on my other side. Like, we're going to get fucked up, you know? <laughs> it's the same as Backwoods, Wisconsin, by the way. Um, also the same. They took my daughter out to... The neighborhood. Uh, yeah. The Havana's. Yes, that's oh, what it was. Yes. It was Havana's down there. Now, we didn't make it there when they first showed up because, you know, we had already had a prior engagement. So we got done with our engagement, you know, my wife and I. Then we saw that they were still there. So we went and showed up, you know, my daughter's birthday, you know, hey, her 18th birthday, she was finally legal to be able to get into the club. So we show up and we're dancing, you know, and having a good time. And, you know, as family does, you know, everybody buys around for the table and so on and so forth. So my, my wife says, hey, you know, go buy around. It's, you know, it's our turn. I said, all right. So I go to the back because in the back, there's not a big line, you know, so I'm give me two buckets and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So I sit there waiting and I finally get my buckets. Now I'm there to support my child wholeheartedly. And I know where I'm at. I had my buckets in my hand, starting walking to the front. And all of a sudden, this gentleman walks right in front of me. And I have my hands full. And he plants one right on me. <gasps> oh. Now, I know I'm carrying myself. I'm beating on my chest. That's who I am, you know. And I'm frozen. I can't do anything. I'm like, 
wait, 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 what? What, <laughs> what just happened? Yeah, what so just fast. happened? And as quick as it happened, as quick as he left, and I'm sitting there looking straight ahead, and my wife with her mouth open, and then she busted out laughing. <laughs> oh my so it didn't God. awaken something in you? No, 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 okay. no, no. no. I he didn't am, have any. He was like, he was yeah, like, it's. I was like, and now your dad's gay. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this no, yeah. story is so layered. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not happening. You know, I like diving. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, you can still die. Yeah. That's no, that's so not lame. happening here. That's so lame. So, my mom had lesbian sex and she's still straight. <laughs> so I walked to the table and I put the beers on the buckets of beer on the table and my wife is sitting there laughing. I said, you better not say one damn word. And the first time I turned around and she cackling in my <laughs> sister's ears and then my brother-in-law's like, what? And they both looking at me and they just busted out laughing. I said, you dirty bitch. <laughs> but I couldn't get mad because I'm in their neighborhood. It was just you a know, it was a greeting. There was a greeting. Hey, thanks for coming. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's one of those things where, you know, it happened. And you brushed it off. I brushed it off. Like a real gentleman. (laughs) Like a champ. Is it safe to say, then, that you get along better with your Latino family than you do? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I've gone out multiple times with my family, like, with my Hispanic side of the family. And I, it's, you know, it's just, I don't know if it's just because, like, growing up, that's who, you know, typically you get married, you're, like, spend more time with, like, your husband and then it's technically like his side of the family. I feel like you're more on the side with him, like his side of the family when you're spending time with each other. Then we moved with my grandparents whenever like my parents were still married. And so like I was still over with my Hispanic side of the family. So I just was like, I always felt a, a stronger connection with like my Hispanic side. Also just because like my like aunt at the time, like she moved around a lot and my uncle was always in fucking trouble. So it's like, you know, and then my grandma lived in fucking bumfuck Egypt. Where my grandparents live, like, literally my entire family lives on the same street. So it's like, we, we literally own. walk That's next cool. door. It's like my cousin. Walk two doors down. It's their uncle or their dad or That's their grandpa. Cool. So it's like, you know, like, it was easy. I'm Like I said, I guess that's just kind of like, that's how it just happened. It's just, I was around them all the time. My cousins live next door. So like. It was a dominating culture. Yeah. Yeah. It just happened by default. Like, it wasn't like, I choose my Hispanic side. It just, you know. They were just there. Yeah. Yeah, they were there the most. So can I ask some ignorant questions? Because I know not much about transitioning. So can I just ask some really stupid questions? There's no such thing as a stupid (laughs) question. So do you still have a dick? Sadly. Sadly, really. So what can be done? Because I have literally have no idea. I've done no research on this whatsoever. Can you educate us on what does like a literal transition look like if you do everything you can to transition to a woman? So I guess like in now today's day and age, you know, you're going to meet many different women who are like, you know, your journey doesn't have to go all the way to getting, you know, a customized coochie. You know, some people just want to get on hormones. Some people maybe just want to just switch physically. Some, you know, women maybe just want to get their tits done or get their face done. Some girls transition, you know, it's not, the destination is not the cooter, you know? So I can't say for other trans women, but for myself, like my transition will be complete once, you know, body 360, like customized Coochie 3000, you know, gotta, you know. And how is that done? Educate me on that. So it's just, okay. So I've watched like the same video over and over to to try to like desensitize myself to like the fear. So I watch it at least like three times a month. And so pretty much what they do is they, a lot of people think that they cut it off. They don't cut your dick off. It's literally inverted. Yeah. So like. You need all those nerves and stuff, right? Yeah. So they like, they use everything except for the balls, like the 
eggs, the balls, the whatever so the, are testes. The, the testicles. The te- there yes. we go. So are the testicles removed? So the testicles are removed and they use the sac to form partial of the clitoris. And then with the shaft, they just invert it. And then from there, they just, you know, work on the design and everything. But that's like most of it is just having it inverted. And then the balls big, you know, the little... Do you get to design like, literally? like the flutter of the labia? Like, okay. Do you get to draw it? Like I wish. Sketch artist? I literally was talking to one of my trans friends who has had it done. And I was like, dude, because I, I was talking to this guy and I was like making jokes about like, you know, customized coochie, blah, blah, blah. He was like, can you put like a rib sleeve on the inside? So it feels really good. And I'm like, oh my God, would that not be I was not even thinking bad? that, but that's, that is a level that's of detail I was not Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like a human flashlight. Like, exactly. Yes. Oh my God. I literally. I think We're getting just, into cyberpunk territory. No, it's I was crazy. mostly just thinking like cosmetically. Like, do they show you like a lineup of like labia and they're like, pick the one you like the most? I don't think that it's like they. They just kind of do the best they yeah, can with what just, you've got. Exactly Exactly. Yeah. I just think it's kind of like, you know, I feel like, I guess, like, if you're fucking well endowed, then you got all this extra material to work with, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, you have all, you can have, you can have a flappy coochie, you <laughs> yeah. know, you can just have, like, a cute little porn star cooch, you know? I want a porn Light star puss. Yeah. No, yeah. what, what do you mean by porn star puss? Where the labia is, like, not sticking out, where it's just, like, cute little lips. Where, like, looks like it was photoshopped, but it's real. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. just dainty, virgin, angelic, and just, you know, with my cute little landing strip. Not like you dropped your sandwich. <laughs> It's like all over the floor. Don't step on it. Don't step on it. Okay. Another stupid question. Can a guy actually, another dick actually penetrate when you get this fully done? So, yeah. So you have to wait like technically a year. (gasps) A year? Yeah. Damn. But I mean, I still got the back door, so it's fine. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. doing it this long, so I mean, why would I stop now, yeah. you know? Yeah, she's fucking used um, to it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's just a long time to wait. It's Well, it's because, so you're having to dilate, like, with an actual tube, but some oh. doctors say, because so there are different sizes with your dilating tubes. They kind of just go up in size and girth, and you have to do it technically six months to a year. But some doctors say, like, if you maybe have a partner and once you're comfortable, you guys can start practicing. Like, if but, he doesn't have a monster dick, then... Yeah, like, exactly. Like, don't fuck... No, no man dingo over here, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, especially on my new, brand new coochie. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not doing that. Like, we're going we're gonna to stick to average dicks. Yeah. If we're doing average <laughs> that dicks. That makes sense. So it depends on the dick you're putting in exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah, okay, exactly. got it. You got, like, a little baby carrot. That's fine. You know. Exactly. <laughs> the most it's, expensive shit you've ever had. Ex- no, literally. <laughs> literally. I'm like a sports car. Like, come on. Uh-huh. Like, Yeah, because insurance doesn't cover that, right? Like, Well, some insurances do. So I'm definitely going to go the insurance route but i definitely still want to make sure i have money just for the more cosmetic aspect oh, of it i'm sure even with insurance um, there's still oh yeah there's definitely gonna be out of pocket yeah. yeah so how much does that cost to do uh college tuition oh my god yeah Jesus. it's crazy it's crazy but honestly i feel bad for my trans brothers because they have it worse for them to get a dick it would be crazy fucking expensive like they don't have like all the extra right stuff to make a dick they like, can't just like pull out the vaginal canal and be like yeah, exactly yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah it's like they have how to take does that work the route i see i looked those up because i actually i kind of want to you kind of want to i love having my pussy so much and my ideal body would be having a dick and a pussy um <laughs> my brother and i have else. looked that up on porn sites is that not hermaphrodites is that like because honestly like i think that's actually a slur 
I'm not going to slur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for intersex people. There is a Wait. specific term for having a pussy and a dick, but I forgot. But it's an actual thing. So, mm-hmm. to be honest, I thought it was a fucking myth. No. So there is, magical playground. So there is one way you can do it that I'm the most interested in. I Once again, I forgot the term, but it's where you, if you go on hormone replacement therapy, your clitoris can start to grow. Oh, yeah. And you can actually get surgery to lengthen your clitoris. And it won't be like a full-size penis, but I mean, it'll be a little penis-like. A little micro. It'll be like a little little penis that actually can get a boner. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, your clit gets a boner because all the blood is rushing, but it's so small, you don't notice. Science. But if you get like an elongated clit, you'll definitely notice. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure all the men with little dicks out there are like, you can do a lot with a little dick. (laughs) Yeah. Do not downplay the little dick, you know? I'll take some notes. You just have to do extra. I mean, if you want a dick, I mean, even a lot of extra work, a lot of eating, a lot of eating. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I wasn't Handsy. really interested in a superficial dick. I mean, I would love a dick that could like come and everything. Well, that you could feel too, right? Yeah, and I yeah, could feel. Has, like, and if you're a trans man getting like a full like dick you can like piss out of, I've read that it's not as like, you're not going to be able to feel the pleasure or like feel it as well as like it you know, as like a normal a bio dick, dick would. yeah, yeah, a biological dick would. But for most trans men, that's worth it because they're like, well, I wanted a penis and now I have one. So, yeah. But for me, I'm just like, mm, you know, I always wanted my pussy and I always yeah. wanted a dick. So, I want a cat. and honestly whenever i was like just like doing more research like same like when i was like oh my god i can get wet what i can what i because you know like a lot like there's like this now how does that work so it's like damn the same thing as like your anatomy minus you know fucking babies you know like it's more of like the mental aspect of kind of like you know getting wet getting yourself there you know and one thing that i'll that makes me laugh every single time I think about it was I was watching this video on YouTube, just like this girl kind of just like talking about her new cooch and like having sex with it. And she was like, you know, you would think that I could just, you know, have sex. No, I have to get my pussy hard because it's like an inverted dick. In order for you to get more like depth, you have to get hard so that way it like it feels a little bit more comfortable versus it just kind of being like super tight. So, you know, like a dick, you know, it goes from like, you know, I don't want to say like small to big. But like it's flaccid to hard. A grower. Yeah. So that's literally how it is, but on the inside. So like if you get, you're literally getting your pussy hard to like get more depth so that way you can have like a more comfortable experience. Wow. I know. That's so, I was like, what the fuck? These patch notes for these anatomy is great. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I would have thought it would have been the opposite. That's very interesting. Yeah. That's what I thought too. But I was like, oh my God. But honestly, I guess it makes sense because, like, the only thing they don't use is the testicles. Like, they keep the shaft and all of that stuff all in one piece. Wow. So you're watching this video three times a month to desensitize you. So you've yeah. got some fear about this. I can. I would imagine. definitely have some fear about it. What are it? the risk factors to this? I think the risk factors for me are just, There's like, no regular... For me, it's definitely not the reversing part. Like, I could deal without that. Like, that's just literally using You've been fantasizing. There's literally no life. reversing it if you want to go back. Oh, yeah. I, you can't no, go back. That's like not, back. but that's like not my fear. Like, oh, I've always wanted a cooch. Like, not just because like, you know, pleasing men or, you know, I've just always thought like easier living. I don't have to tuck at the beach. I don't have to worry about, you know, certain things, or, you know, slipping out a testicle, uncomfortable <laughs> tucking, like, you know. Well, that's I've a just, good question. How do you hide it? So I just, you know, between my legs, just, I just fucking pull that bitch all the way back. And then, so your testicles have like sockets in the groin that they like 
So when you're a kid, of course, your yeah, balls don't drop. From. Yeah, where they mm-hmm. drop from. So you just put them back in their sockets and then you just tuck it on back between your legs. And they have like tucking panties, but they're so fucking ugly. Like they're so, <laughs> ugly. and they're also really uncomfortable. Like it's like this like nylon fabric, like that bathing suit Business idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, where are the entrepreneurs? Oh no, literally yeah. I literally was talking to, you know, I'm actually in the process mm-hmm. of coming up with like a like trans lingerie line. But oh my God. I don't oh want to be. God. Yeah, I know. But I don't want to be like not inclusive. So I think like my first launch, it's going to be like aimed towards like trans women. And then like if it does well, I'm going to open up to like, you know, cis women, trans women. Yeah. Phases. You know, you know, like yeah. different phases. Because, you know, like obviously like, I mean, just like girls. Oh my God, they're seen the still panties? working on getting like lingerie for just regular ass so, women. You know what I mean? You. Like, no, exactly. The size inclusivity alone right there, much less trans, right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I can't imagine. On a, well, like, there's more than just one size. Literally. Now hear me out on a lingerie binder. That sounds like something interesting. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, like there's swimsuit so much binders, more. But come on. Yeah. So what do the, what the tuck, what do you call them? Tucking panties? Yeah, they call, so there's a brand called Tuck It Up. Who's, it's like also made by like. So a how are those different from normal panties? There's just more types of panties, you know, just like regular old Victoria's Secret, Target, whatever. Like, you know, you have seamless panties. You have like the ones with the little, you know, elastic like, band string that has a cotton. But for Tuck It Up panties, it's pretty much literally, it's like elastic on all like areas so yeah. like the top the waistband like both leg holes like because it's like trying to make sure that everything it's a is compression like, like a compression exactly panty. and because well, you don't have to you don't have to worry about it breathing right so like women's underwear is made with that cotton gusset yeah, because in the they middle, want you hello because it needs to breathe but exactly. if it doesn't have to breathe down there then just tighten it all up yeah you're just oh. it's like yeah. a bra to a binder i want that anyway because you know <laughs> so my question to you is this now I am your father. My dad said that to me once. <laughs> I'm curious where this is Any going. Any question that starts out with that reminder, I want well, to see where this is going. My dad followed it with, I wanted it raunchier. <laughs> Back to the burlesque nutcracker. Yeah, now, now, I'm a grown-ass man. Now, <laughs> I have, granted, you tucking it and you sweating. But if you're sweating anyway... Yeah, you know so what I mean? I use, At least it's a dainty sweat. Yeah. I use a lot of baby powder. I use oh. a lot. A lot. Because one, it's a foul fucking stench. Because yeah, we sweat. Ball sweat is disgusting. And it smells awful. I went Swampy down on a guy who had ball sweat. Like, yeah. firstly, the taste was terrible. But the smell itself, I literally just wanted to die. Like, oh, yeah. So I just couldn't imagine myself just like, especially because, like I said, pretty privileged. And when I'm like out at the bar, like some guys just honestly are just down with it. And so I've definitely gone, you know, over to a guy's and, you know, have, you know, indulged in some adult things. And I've always just been like, if I didn't like baby powder the fuck up, I'm like, first up I do is go to the bathroom, rinse myself off, give myself a little whore bath, you know, like, <laughs> I need to make sure it tastes like soap, you know, God forbid he tries to eat me out and it's fucking sweaty as piss down there. Like, and, and it's your break. ass. He, got, so he, it's got, like, he got better on his face. Mm, Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Like, I just can't. Okay, so you're going to invent these new tucking panties I that are not ass. only breathable, but cute. Breathable, <laughs> cute, and comfortable. Okay. And comfortable. Because, oh my God. Yeah. But not just like, you know, not just for tucking. Like, I buy lingerie just because, like I said, I have like multiple business ventures. And also, I just love, I'm obsessed with myself. Well, I also think there might be a business opportunity with some kind of edible powder that is like perfumed of some kind. This isn't a thing yet. I mean, why not? You got edible panties. Why not? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like an edible smell good powder. Look at that. Don't tell anybody these ideas. (laughs) Edit them out. Edit them out. (laughs) 
Someone's going to get rich in these two one of us. Okay, we get 10%. 10% goes to the good, bad, the horrible, okay? <laughs> and they have to be good, bad, horrible branded. Fair, 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 fair. We get, have, like, we, we get to test them out. Can we be the prototype? Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll send all of the testies out. Oh my God, the, testies. <laughs> the testies. So now that you're fully out there and not hiding it from anyone at this point, right? Do you also do the same thing when you're out and about on the streets? Do you come out right away and say, this is what I am? Or how do you play that? There's just like discourse on TikTok about like trans women tricking men, blah, 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 blah. And for the record, let me just tell you, these men know, for one, these men know. Firstly, we tell these men, like most of the time, you know, a good 90% of the time, we tell these men, they know and they're okay with it. But when their homeboys find out, that's when they're like, I didn't uh, know. It's honestly a lie. Uh, it's like they're lying to their friends. Fear, that's my biggest fear. When she's going out with, you know, with her friends and stuff like that. Girl, and, you know, you've fine. got. You don't know who I am. Well, yeah, I know who you are. But then again, I also know who I am, too. You, just so, you know, you don't know how many football, you know, I sound like a fucking groupie, but. I'm well-loved in these streets. Like, well, <laughs> everybody, Austin, everybody knows who I am. Dallas, I can go to a bar. I can go to a club. Like, oh, hey, welcome back. Like, hey, like, they Use take care of name. me. Like, welcome back, Celine. Like, they know me. So, like, it's like, you know, they're going to go out of their way to protect me. Same thing, you know, whatever city I go to, New York, you know. So, it's like. Can I go with you? Yeah. <laughs> Free drinks, babe. Free drinks. <laughs> Every single time I bring girls, they're always so shocked. at like, do you get all this for free? I'm like. Uh, like pretty firstly <laughs> again pretty and i think as women we need to use pretty privilege more like yes, use it more. So i don't absolutely. have any pretty no privilege you got them titties, i look like I a know, fucking really. guy okay. okay but i look like a fucking dyke like i live the dyke life it doesn't matter that's why i don't go to the neighborhood though i'm Damn not gonna titties. lie i stay far from the neighborhood because i'm like that's what i have to pay for my drinks i have to pay for the entrance fees i'm like <laughs> The minute I have to pay for a drink and it's like a competition, there's yeah. no competition. What do you mean? Well, there's you no... go to the neighborhood. Yeah. What competition is the neighborhood? <laughs> okay, well, I'm sorry. No, they're looking at you walking in like some pretty, pretty princess. And they're like, charge her double. <laughs> exactly. They see me. They're like, oh, it's just a bitch. Like, hello. It's men for men over there. There's like, it's not like, you know, I'm like, I'm getting loud. It's not like, you know, I'm at a, you know, I don't want to say a cishet. It's just a regular normal place, you know? So of course they see a fine bitch. They're going to be like, oh, do you want to buy, can I buy you a drink? You know? If I go to a gay bar, they're trying to give buy boys drinks. They're yeah. not trying to buy yeah, a yeah, bitch yeah. a drink, you know? No. So it's like <laughs> they're like, oh, another chicken our place. Yeah, yeah, like get this bitch out. Why you out? Yeah. I literally bought like a ranch water at fuck it. I think it was like JR's or whatever the fuck it's called. And twenty dollars. Yes, it's insane. Twenty dollars. I was like, for tequila soda with a lime? Like, are you shitting my dick right now? Like that's insane. Like, I felt robbed. I felt <laughs> robbed. And then, yeah. of course, I took my little happy glad ass to green light. Yeah. Five dollars. Yeah. For free. Because it's like, you know, pretty privilege. <laughs> or, you know, if you're gay, then you got dick privilege. But, you know. <laughs> it's, it's not I ain't got fucking either. I ain't winning in, I ain't winning anything. Uh, well, you're also only 17, so you're not. You have time. Oh, yeah, you haven't you have gotten time to figure it out. I've already passed through puberty. I should be. I no, should you'll be find winning. it. You'll, you'll no, no, you'll find it. You'll find it. Celine, when she's 21 and she's able to go to a lesbian bar, do you feel like she would be a commodity? Do I have a chance? Oh, absolutely. Oh, Sue Ellen's yeah. hell yeah. yeah absolutely. I feel like in the right That's circles, the she would do just Oh, absolutely. Fine. Yeah, no. Honestly, and the one thing I will say about like going to like more like lesbianist bars, now I could be a winner there. I could definitely be a winner. 
at a lesbian bar because I've definitely been hit on by lesbians so many times. <laughs> and I feel so bad because I'm like, God, if I really wasn't, if I just wasn't into dick, I would totally give this a shot. Like wholeheartedly because I was at, what is it, Sue Ellen's? Sue Ellen. yeah, Sue Ellen. yeah. I went to Sue Ellen's. Like that was for my mom's friend's birthday or whatever. And one of the like the bar backs, she was kind of hot. I was like, damn, like I wish that I just like got turned on. Like I just was like, damn, like women treat women better, honestly. Like I've seen so many relationships that went from like, you know, regular hetero relationships and now they're like in relationship with women or like trans men. And, you know, it's just like that more emotional. It's like that, like an extra touch. Like they just, you know, like they know we know what we want, you know? So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. we know how to treat, we know how to feel. So it's like, damn, like if I didn't love dick so much, like I could be just, <laughs> you know, set myself up real nice. Like, ugh. God. <laughs> now, she's saying all that, but she has made out with women before. Oh, I make out with girls all the time. Oh, a mouth is a mouth is a all mouth. The, that's like men with blowjobs, literally. Yeah, right? They're like glory hole. I don't like... Close your eyes. Men literally... Now, do you enjoy blowjobs? <laughs> I love to give head. Like, that's the money maker. Like, what was your nickname? You, was it so, called? on Twitter, my header is called The Throat Goat on Twitter. Oh, my God. And like... I just, In college, my nickname was The Cock Block. <laughs> What? <laughs> yep. Were you blocking cock or? I just didn't know. Like, I didn't know that's what they were getting after. So I'm just over here, like, doing my art projects and, like, <laughs> hey, do you want to go out? Completely oblivious of the boners. And so people thought I was cock blocking them, but I really just was, like, doing my homework. Oh, no. <laughs> that, is so, that is so endearing. I think I sucked my first day. But honestly, like... if bitches aren't being direct, like, how the fuck am I supposed to? I, I need, I need to be there. direct. I need someone to literally, like, walk up with their dick and hit me in the face with it. <laughs> Like, what? Yeah. I've been dating. I date. I date. You know, like you got like I'll date men who do the thing where like they just press their boner up against your butt crack in bed. You oh, know, yeah. and they just I like and they just press it up against you. I love it too, but I refuse to acknowledge it because it's so passive. I'm like, <laughs> oh, just like when y'all kind of just lean back and kind of like steady uh-huh. keep like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. just the subtlety why can't we be subtle no i personally just don't want it i need to get slapped with it you can't be subtle with me because it's like I'm fucking autistic and i'm completely not understanding exactly exactly that's kind of like how like oh you actually bumped him to me i'm sorry <laughs> yeah no. you need a written invitation i am offering Letting- <laughs> Yeah. The opportunity. No. You're getting little vouchers, like free dick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Those now, tickets. what about receiving head? Do you like to receive a blowjob? I blow do job? not. Oh, like, really? That's, that's a great question. I do not. So, and what's so crazy? Why don't you? That. Okay, so I feel like it's a combination of multiple things. One being like, now that I'm on hormone, like HRT, you know, that it obviously has an effect on like my like anatomy. Okay. So like one, I, it takes a lot longer for me for the blood to get down there. So it's like, I have to literally be like sitting there thinking like, fuck, like it's like I said, it's once I started transitioning, especially on the medical aspect, I like my body. It's like it's almost like women, you know, like as a woman, I can't speak for you guys because obviously I'm not a fucking biological female. But from like my friends, you know, aspect, they're like, you know, like they say it's more like an oven, not a microwave. Yeah. It's like how men like you can fucking make out the guy. He's like on fucking 10, you know, but for a girl like. It's not like, you know, we make out and like, oh, shit, my pussy's hard. It's like, no, you got to... No, you got to take the trash out 30 minutes before. Yeah. Yeah. Do a little more. Like, hello, you got to warm me up a little bit, you know? So, like, I'm like there. I am like have to work mentally. Like, do rounds. But on top of that, I just find that, like, you would think that, like, men like getting blowjobs. They would know how to give head. But honestly, terrible. I've had nothing but terrible experiences. 
And on top of that, like most of the men that have like given me head were like my sugar daddies. And I just was like coked out. So like it was going to work anyways. So like just wasn't going to get hard, but I was just there for the money anyway. So I was like, whatever. Is there an element of like, you don't really want your dick anymore? And that's oh, a reminder absolutely. that you have it's one and you don't. Literally. Okay. Thing. I absolutely hate it. Like, no hate it okay so like so somebody like trying to go down on you is just you're like i don't even want this thing anymore no so yeah please don't give it any attention honestly like i especially when like a lot of guys like they're like oh like i don't know what it is about like this whole like trans woman fucking men they're like fuck me please and i'm like uh no sorry i'm not that kind of tranny like you're gonna be mildly disappointed because one it's gonna be like an hour just for even me to potentially get like a stiffy like you know let alone try to fuck you like that's insane and so, so like do, can you finish in any way then i have finished by fucking myself with the vibrator mm-hmm. hell yeah so I so mean, do you still ejaculate i can still yeah you still ejaculate i just you know it just takes a while it just takes a while yeah so it's like being an old man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm always 26 all right now i know now i know i took it too far okay that's so funny because like yesterday somebody was like how old are you and i was like i'm 26 she's like oh I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, no. Hold on. No, no, yeah. No, I'm Don't old. Get wrong. I'm old. Don't get me wrong. I can't wait to be 30. Uh, I'm so excited to be 30. What, what happens? But then you're old. You're no, old at that point. I have, I have men that like come up to me like as I get like a dating proposition. They're like, I am 40 and my dick still gets <laughs> hard. Boy. They're like, appreciate it because this may not last a lot longer. I'm like, this is the cell is that it still works. That's okay. That's sad. If yeah. your dick's not working at 40, there's something seriously wrong with you. Like the wind blows. It's in a you. thing, man. You know, sometimes you, you just lose it. So I have had sex with men of a variety of ages and some of these old men still managed to get that bitch up. <laughs> yeah. So for a 40 year old man to like, be like, Viagra is a wonderful thing. Oh no, no Viagra was involved. Okay. Let me tell you that. Well, now I think these 40 year old guys are just messing with me. They're just... <laughs> They just want to set a timer on it. They're like, it might not work tomorrow. <laughs> so you better do it today. It's the limited time deal. Hours. I get it now. Oh. According and, to the directions, it says four hours. You better jump on it right now. <laughs> so with that, whether it be sugar daddies, blowjobs, sweaty balls, or baby powder, be comfortable in your own skin. Woo. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, Thank you for listening. Please make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast channel. And if you love this, don't forget to leave a rating and review. To connect with us and ask questions, visit us at goodbadhorrible.com.